Thank you, Dan. Well, if you have a Bible with you this morning, I'd like you to turn to John chapter 7. We also have Bibles in the chairs uh, in front of you, underneath, or if you're watching on live stream, if you don't have a Bible, I always like to say this, it's okay, uh, because you'll easily be able to follow along with what I share with you. We are in the Gospel of John chapter 7 in the first 13 verses. The last week we ended John chapter 6, long chapter. So now we're in chapter 7 as we continue on in this series through the Gospel of John. And this is what we read in those first 13 verses. After this, Jesus went about in Galilee. He would not go about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of booze was at hand. So his brother said to him, Leave here and go to Judea, that your disciples also may see the works you are doing. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed in him. Jesus said to them, My time has not yet come, but your time is always here. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify about it that its works are evil. You go up to the feast. I am not going up to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. After saying this, he remained in Galilee. But after his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he also went up, not publicly, but in private. The Jews were looking for him at the feast and saying, Where is he? And there was much muttering about him among the people. While some said, he is a good man, others said, no, he is leading the people astray. Yet for fear of the Jews, no one spoke openly of him. Well, we have hit a point in the earthly ministry of Jesus as we work through the Gospel of John, that Jesus is moving from what is known as his Galilean ministry to his Judean ministry. He has primarily been ministering in Galilee. We saw him at Capernaum in chapter 6. But now his ministry is going to shift to Judea and will be there for most of the rest of his earthly life. So we start out chapter 7. He's still in Galilee, but we're going to see him move to Judea. I have two very simple points for us this morning before we share the Lord's Supper together. My two points are the wrong time and the right time. The first point, the wrong time. In the first part of John chapter 7, we are told, at least at this time, Jesus' own brothers did not believe in him. In verses 1 and 2, it says, After this, Jesus went about in Galilee. He would not go about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of booths was at hand. So Jesus is still going about in Galilee, and he doesn't go to Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. And that is so interesting. The hatred of the Jews for Jesus was so intense at this point that they were not only desiring to kill him, but they were seeking, notice that, they were seeking to kill him. And we have here in this text an interesting look at both Jesus' humanity and his deity. We'll see his deity as we move through this passage. But we also see his humanity in that he was cautious. He was cautious about going up to Judea because they were going or seeking to kill him. And so how he went up there would be important for his own personal safety. 
And it says the Feast of Booze, and some translations have the Feast of Tabernacles, was at hand. This was one of the great feasts of the Jews. This was one of those times of year when the pilgrims would come from all over to come to Jerusalem at the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Booze. The Jews would come and they would live in temporary shelters. And they would remember the days of their ancestors, their forefathers, when they wandered in the wilderness and God fully provided for them. And the Feast of Tabernacles or Feast of Booths was also a time where they commemorated the completion of harvest. So it was a great celebration. And what we need to know in the historical context that it was, is provided for us is there are thousands of Jews there. Thousands of Jewish people who had come there for this great feast. And this will play into the rest of the passage. It also helps us with the timing of this passage. If we go back to John chapter 6 and verse 4, it says the Passover was at hand. Here it says the Feast of Booths was at hand. And those two feasts are separated by about six months. So between chapter 6 and chapter 7, we have about a six-month gap or time period where Jesus ministered that whole time. But this is what John is um, instructing us in, describing for us. And in verses 3 through 5, it says, So his brothers said to him, Leave here and go to Judea, that your disciples also may see the works you are doing. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed in him. Verse 5 is an interesting verse. For not even his own brothers believed in him, at least not at this point. Even though they had grown up with him in the same home as him, they were his brothers from the same mother, Mary. But at this point, they did not embrace him as Savior. They did not embrace him as Messiah. Now they will. After the resurrection, we know that they will come to know him as Savior. And we know who these brothers are. In Matthew 13 and verse 55, it says, or the Jews say, Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? So we then know the names of their earthly brothers. James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. This is not Judas Iscariot. It is a different Judas. And we know that they will come to know him as Savior. You say, Pastor Tim, how do we know that? We know that from Scripture. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 14, this isn't going to be on the screen, but in Acts chapter 1, after the ascension of Jesus, his disciples go to an upper room. And the apostles are there, 11 of them, because Judas was gone. Judas Iscariot was gone by this time. And they go up to this upper room and they said there's a, approximately 120 of them gathered in worship. And it says they were all of one accord and were devoting themselves to prayer. And then it says this, and Jesus' mother and his brothers were there. We also know, especially from the book of Acts, that Jesus' brother James became a key leader in the early church. He presided over the council in Jerusalem. And of course, James is the author of the New Testament book of James. So they will believe, but they don't yet. In John chapter 7, at this point in Jesus' earthly ministry, his brothers have not believed. And so we read in verses 3 and 4, So his brothers said to him, Leave here 
and go to Judea. That's where the people are. That's where the thousands of Jewish people are so that your disciples may see the works you are doing. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. They're saying if, if you claim to be this great teacher, if you're doing these miracles, and we know that you have disciples who are now following you, go to Jerusalem to the Feast of Tabernacles and put on a show. This is your opportunity to make a big splash. But what they didn't understand is that was not why Jesus would go to Jerusalem. Jesus would go to Jerusalem, but he would go there to teach. We see that in verse 14, a passage that we'll look at next. And he would go to Jerusalem ultimately to give himself as a sacrifice for sins. But he was not going there to put on a show. He was not going there to make a big splash. So we come to verse 6. In verse 6, Jesus makes the critically important statement that my time has not yet come. We see in verse 6, Jesus said to them, my time has not yet come, but your time is always here. And again, he's speaking to his brothers. My time has not yet come. This important little phrase here has a twofold meaning directly in the context of this passage he is speaking about going up to jerusalem he is speaking about going up to judea to the feast right at this particular moment it is not his time to go when they want him to go but more generally speaking broadly speaking in the gospel of john the context is my time has not yet come refers to his death it was not time yet for him to die now if you've been with us throughout the gospel of john you may remember that we saw something very similar in john chapter 2 in john chapter 2 and verse 4 jesus says at cana in galilee he performs one of his first great miracles the changing of water into wine but they run out of water at the beginning excuse me they run out of wine and his mother comes to him and says they have no wine and he says to her woman what does this have to do with me my hour has not yet come not even his mother understood that Jesus was living his life carrying out his ministry according to the plan and will of the father but he says to his brothers your time is always here what does he mean by that well, he means you don't believe in me. You're at this point an unbeliever, and you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And actually, that is true of all unbelievers. They're not being guided by the Word of God. They're not being guided by the Holy Spirit. So they do whatever they want to do, and they do it whenever they want to do it. And notice how this plays into verse 7. So he says, but your time is always here. He says, the world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify about it that its works are evil. The world cannot hate you. You know why? Because you think like the world, you talk like the world, and you act like the world. There's no reason for them to hate you, to even disagree with you. But not so with me. He says, the world hates me because I testify about it that its works are evil. I show them that they are sinful and in need of a Savior. Therefore, they hate me. 
And so he says to his brothers in verse 8, you go up to the feast. Go up to the feast. I am not going up to this feast, and I want you to notice why. For my time has not yet fully come. Because it is not the right time yet. It is not the right time yet. And after saying this, he remained in Galilee for a small period of time. Even though it was a small period of time, it wasn't time yet, and so he remains in Galilee. So that's the wrong time. Our second point this morning is the right time. Divinely guided by the will of the Father, Jesus does go up to the feast in his time and in his way. And boy, I really want you to hold on to that this morning. He does go up to the feast, but he does it in his time and he does it in his way. In verse 10, it says, but after his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he also went up, not publicly, but in private. So he determines when he goes and he determines how he goes. And he's not going to do it publicly. He's not going there to put on a show. He's not there to put on a big splash. He's going there to teach. And ultimately, he is going there to die. So he goes up, but he goes up in private. And then the Apostle John gives us a picture of what's happening in Jerusalem. So Jesus is going up to Jerusalem, up to Judea. He's doing it privately, very quietly. But boy, what's going on in Jerusalem at this time? In verse 11, it says the Jews were looking for him at the feast and saying, where is he? The people are saying, where is Jesus? Now, they knew this about Jesus, that he was a devout Jewish man. And if you were a devout Jewish man or woman at this time, you would go to the Feast of Tabernacles. It was one of your obligations, one of your joyful obligations, being a Jewish person was to go to the feast. But they're wondering, everybody's saying, where is Jesus? And in verse 12, it says, and there was much muttering about him. The word muttering there can be translated whispering. They were all whispering about him. They were chattering behind the scenes about him. They were gossiping about him. And people were coming down on two different sides. Some said, he's a good man. But others said, no, he is leading the people astray. Some translations have, he is deceiving the people. So some were saying, he's a good man. And others were saying, no, he's leading the people astray. But here's all this gossip, all this talk about Jesus. And in verse 13, it says, Yet for fear of the Jews, for fear of the Jews, no one spoke openly of him. Now compare that with verse 1, the second sentence. He would not go about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Not just desiring to kill him, but to seeking to kill him. So we know that the Jewish authorities, the Jewish leaders wanted to kill him, and evidently they had put the word out that no one was to speak publicly about Jesus. That's how much control they had over the people. If you wanted a good standing in synagogue, if you wanted a good standing in the Jewish synagogue, you needed to do what the leaders said, and they were saying nobody should be talking openly about Jesus. 
So for fear of the Jews, no one spoke openly of him. And that's the scene that we have before us. Jesus in his time, in his way, when his time comes, he goes privately up to Jerusalem. Well, as we prepare our hearts this morning to take the Lord's Supper, I want you to think about this. One of the significant pieces of evidence for Jesus' deity is the fact that he is always on time. He is always on schedule according to the perfect plan and will of his Father. When we think of Jesus' deity, there are many evidences for the deity of Christ. One of them is he's always on time. He's always on schedule according to the perfect plan and will of his Father. I don't know if you've ever thought about that before. You know, we say casually that Jesus lived a perfect life, and he did. But sometimes we just say that, oh yeah, Jesus lived a perfect life. But that not only means that he was without sin, and he was without sin, but it also means that he did everything in his life in perfect timing, in accordance with the will and plan of the Father. Isn't that a beautiful thing? There was such communication throughout his life that the Father was always guiding him with what to say and what to do and when to do it. And that's why it's surprising, at least early on, that his brothers did not believe in him I mean, they grew up with a perfect brother. You may have grown up with a brother or sister who thought they were perfect. But these men actually had a perfect brother. They actually had a perfect brother. They grew up in the same home with a boy, then a young man, then a man who was perfect all of the time. All of the time. Jesus was not only born on time, and he not only died on time, but everything in his life was on time. Everything he did was on time. And then I want you to think about this. This is the one who is guiding your life. Isn't that a great thought? This one who is always living in perfect harmony with the will and plan of the Father, he's the one who's guiding your life right now. He's the one you pray to. He's the one whose word you read. He's the one who died at the perfect time, not just in the perfect time here on earth, but in the perfect time in the whole universe. In the perfect time in all of the universe, Jesus died and rose again at exactly the right time. And he died for you. And he died for me. Well, at this time, we're going to share communion together, the Lord's Supper together. And because we may have visitors among us, and because of what we're going through with the pandemic, I want to give you just a few brief instructions. One deacon, one of our deacons, is going to pray for both the bread and the cup. The deacons will hand out to you the bread and cup together. If you're not comfortable yet, because of COVID, if you're not comfortable with taking communion at this time, we want you to know that's okay. You can just politely say that you'd rather not take it. And when everyone 
has been served, I will read a passage of scripture and we will eat and drink together. If you're watching by live stream this morning, while the deacons are serving communion, we will encourage you to use this, to use this time as a time of meditation and reflection in your own home. So we will share the Lord's Supper at this time.